podcast. Welcome back, Hack Stab Slash. It's your man, Hacky. Over here, that's my man, Stabby, down there looking like a surprise goldfish. Just Justin, what is up? How we doing, Hack Stab Slash? This week, we're doing Pearl, and Justin's going to tell us all about this movie. What is up, Hack Stab Slash? I'm completely ready for this intro. Uh, subscribe to us, hit all our love buttons, and we'll love you back. And we are heading back to 1918 for Pearl. So uh, you might want to mask up because we got the Spanish influenza going around and we don't want to get anyone sick. But uh, yeah, let's time travel back 100 years and uh, we're going to talk about Pearl today. All right. So uh, before Waterboy dies from the common cold, you want to tell us why you picked this movie? Um, I had been, you know, seeing this for like the X and Pearls here. Like I've been seeing it and people have been saying I've been how seeing it. I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it. I've wanted to see it. I was saving it for the pod. You know, I was saving myself and, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, before Justin kicks it off and just whisk us away to the wonderful land of Oz. Uh, what's your expectation rating going into this water boy? Well, I, my expectation rating was pretty high. Um, I, I was thinking probably like a seven or an eight, uh, but that's, you know, that's exactly that, what I have written down. I go expectation rating <laughs> 7.5 or an eight. Like, uh, you know, reading reviews, um, people ranting and raving over this movie about how amazing it is and, you know, the acting and well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely, we'll it. definitely see. Justin, what was your expectation rating? Um, so this is a weird one for me just because I never saw the trailer ever. And I know nothing about this. I had a few people whose opinion I trust tell me some stuff about it. But uh, besides that, so I didn't even know what this is about. Uh, Waterboy just promised me it was a farmhouse slasher. So I was pretty excited. But I don't even know if I can give an expectation because I didn't. I went in this. I didn't read one thing. I wanted to be so open minded. Besides, like I said, I heard a few people say stuff, but I didn't even watch the trailer. I just hit play. I had no clue this even took place in 1980. I had no clue, so I don't even know how I'm supposed to even, like, rank it. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, dude, I rated mine a 7.5 or an 8 going into it just because X had such, like, an outcry of, like, that's an amazing movie. And then when they came up with the prequel for Pearl, I refused to watch. I, I still haven't watched all of X. I stopped watching it once we decided to start the podcast. And I was like, if these movies are as good as people say they are, I want to go into it fresh. I want to save my virginity just like Waterboy and and just attack this head on and come into it with an open mind and just see what it tells me. And uh, we'll get into that. Yes, we will. And I also just want to mention uh, this month is February. We just came off of January doing our winter horror. So uh, this month we're doing all stories with based off some kind of love undertones throughout the story. And Waterboy decided to kick it off with Pearl. So, uh, yeah, you guys want to get into this? Love, love me do. You know I love you. All right, let's do this. So uh, let's talk about Pearl, a 24 movie directed by Ty West. So we open to a farmhouse. We see Pearl is dancing in her mother's dress. Mother quickly interrupts, tells her to go feed the animals. We see her. In the farm, talking to the lambs, talking to all the animals. Basically, we find out she's got big dreams. She wants the world to know her. She wants to be a star. She's interrupted by a goose. And she just looks at this goose and is like, oh, you? All of a sudden, we see a pitchfork in her hand. She walks over to the, to this end. We see it stabbed down. Next you know, she is walking through the woods to a dock, calls over an alligator. 
Do you know what that alligator's name is? Uh, Theta or something? Theta. Theta. And every time she calls that alligator, all I can think of is Will Farrell and the other guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we are hit with a Pearl uh, title screen. Just going to say I had no clue even what time period this was going to be. So I had no clue what I was about to watch. But uh, here we are. So uh, we find out that this movie takes place in 1918. It is World War I going on. We see Pearl's dad. He is extremely ill. I'm not 100% sure if they say what it is, but I imagine it would be the Spanish flu because they show how the flu is going around. We find out that Pearl's husband is serving in World War I. And we see her going into town. She is obsessed with the movies and she loves dancing. So we see her. She's got to go into town to get her dad's medicine. We see her get some morphine sulfate, I believe it was. And she goes to a movie by herself. And we see her actually take a nice swig of it because why not have a nice morphine with your movies? And she ends up, as she's leaving, she meets the projectionist. And he basically tells her that she should be a dancer. Go for it. They hit it off. They, they flirt a little bit, talk about it. She loves film, and basically he gives her a little, what is that, like a little piece of film? Yeah, he uh, cuts yeah. out uh, like an, uh, a, a real clip. Real clip, there we go. I didn't, yeah, because she says, like, say, um, yeah. she's like, isn't, aren't people going to notice that when they go into the movie? And he's like, they're not going to notice one frame missing. That's what it was, a little clip of it. All right, it's time for her to go home. So she rides her bike home. It's going through past the cornfield, and some wind blows her little uh, movie clip away. She goes to look through it in the cornfield. We see a scarecrow. Of course, she climbs up that and starts to music starts playing. She starts dancing with the scarecrow. That she gets straddles the scarecrow, begins to moan and have sex with this. And this is this, Justin. This, yeah. this has to be the scene Waterboy saw when he picked this out as a love horror. Because when <laughs> I, she, yeah, like you said, when she ventures into the land of Oz to dance with the scarecrow. Yeah. And by dance, I mean have an affair because she screams, I'm married at this thing before having an orgasm on it. On it, Yeah, know. she goes to town. And already at this point, I'm realizing what the hell am I watching? Like, this is clearly some like artsy horror movie, which can be very subjective. I was trying to be very patient. I decided to curse out Waterboy a little bit at this point. But you know what? It's an artsy horror movie. Maybe it's going to get a little better. So we see her at home now, and her mom's pissed that she, why she took so long. And then we see her taking a bath in front of her dad, who she has to wash her dad too. And she's basically staring at him and is like, are you still in there? And she pinches him. And this dude's like not moving. He's like pretty much like almost like just comatose. And then she, yeah, he's uh, like fully catatonic. Yeah, like just vegetable state. And then she starts choking him. This is just a wicked, uncomfortable, weird scene. You see uh, them at supper and her mom won't let her eat. She is pissed because they're like eight cents short. Mom's wicked, wicked strict. They're uh, German immigrant. We find out they're German immigrant parents. So obviously it's uh, not the most popular thing to be right there. And then the next day we meet Mitzi. It's her sister-in-law and her husband's name is Howard. So this is Howard's sister. She stops by with her mom and she wants to check on them and drops them off of some food. She gives her a nice pig to eat. And she tells her that there's a dance audition Saturday at the church. But whatever you do, don't tell your mom. Sneak out. Let's go. Let's go do this. And we're going to be dancing. So we see Pearl. She sneaks out of the house and she goes into town and she meets the projectionist. She basically tells him about the dance audition. Uh, He completely encourages her, says, you got to go. And he says, "Um, you want to see a movie that no one's seen? And going to kick it off to Sean so he can start talking about uh, what is this movie that no one's ever seen before. Uh, What do you guys got? Any thoughts on this first uh, 30 minutes? 
so this was a very very slow burn and uh i i there isn't too much it's just a lot of dialogue i mean there was you know the of course the first part when you know she kills mother goose um but other than that it's just very very slow and i i was i was trying my hardest to try to pay attention it, it, it wasn't keeping my attention at all for this first half hour i'll say that so i uh i went into this like i said very open-minded just like we all do and I immediately realized that this was not going to be like a crazy love horror slasher because uh, I had listened to Justin kind of rant and rave before I sat down to watch this, too. <laughs> but I uh, I do kind of low key love the opening credits and the score, the way they write out the credits gave off very heavy, like Little House on the Prairie meets Wizard of Oz. And then I don't know about you guys, but the entire time the score was going on and she kept dancing around and like mumbling and like talking to the the farm animals all i could hear in my head was that pure imagination song from willy wonka and the fact uh chocolate factory so i i was thoroughly confused as to what i was going to get in for and then even when she goes to like the movie theater and the name of the film is palace follies and then she drinks the morphine it's like a very low-key undertone hint at the kind of person she is because the old timey slang for follies is lack of good judgment. And it's also commonly used as like a derogatory statement towards women and how they're perceived in that in that time period. And then, dude, the mom's just a straight up bitch. Mm. Like, no wonder why Pearl becomes a psychopath. dude. If I had right. to deal with that every single day, Fucking I think I'd lose my goddamn mind, too. And Justin, don't you wish you had neighbors like that? Yeah, right, right. Just drop off an entire, like, barbecue roasted rotisserie pig. That pig looked amazing. Seriously, Um, drop me off some food. Let's go. Like, dude, we are, we are what, 100 plus years later, and you have to go to a full-blown barbecue and hope you get a good sliver of that pig? Instead, this lady is just, like, saying hi to her neighbors, dropping off whole-ass pigs. I loved it. Incredible. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, like, through this movie, like, a few of the notes I took, I wrote, is this a horror movie? Is this a drama? What a boy. Seriously? No, no, no. It's okay, Justin. I, I This must be a slow burn. You know what? Let's be patient and be with an open mind. I wrote that to myself because I'm not going to be, like, at this first 30 minutes, I just didn't care about the story. Like, I hated Pearl. Like, I didn't like her. Like, I did, didn't get sucked into the story. Something about her annoyed me. I just could care less, but like, I didn't think I didn't like I, the first 30 minutes, I'm like, who am I rooting for? I just did not get sucked into this movie, even a little bit for the first 30, but going to be, uh, we're going to talk about this next part and we'll see if it won me over at all. I just want to add one more thing. So the way it was shot, like the filmography and like, just like how she was even talking. And so I I thought for a second that I was going to break out into a musical for, for a minute, just like how everything was going. I, and, I, and I probably still would have enjoyed that musical better than what they actually gave us. Right. Yeah, yeah dude, I, I, I completely agree with you, Justin. Right up, I, I think right up until she feeds the goose to the gator, yeah. I was like, all right, I'm, in, I'm into this. Like, she's, right? uh, she's like a backdoor slasher type villain. Like, yeah. put on the happy yes. face and behind closed doors, dude, she's a fucking psycho. Yep. And then it lost me. The I, I get you have to establish a character and a narrative, but where this is a prequel, you should have already done that in X. So why do we have 20 minutes of 
her getting to know the projectionist and floating around town and establishing she's got a husband and a crazy mother and a, a wonderful mother-in-law who cooks whole pigs. This is horror. I mean, I get what Ty West was going for. I really do, but I would just we're, we're gonna keep going. Keep going. Let's go. All right. All right. Take it away, Sean. I do. So now that Justin has let me start my part on a silent pornography film, not just any porn, though, but a threesome. And that's fucking wild for 1918. I mean, I get it. 2024 is right now. And a threesome is like, I don't know, having a, having toast and tea for breakfast. But back then, dude, that was like some raunchy shit. And it was text. silent, silent porn. You, you had to put in the cue cards with the words that said like, oh, give it to me, daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. You like you like that? <laughs> but uh, oh, the, pro- shit. the projectionist continues to tell Pearl that he's basically just going to start running an adult theater because this is the future. And uh, low key, hence, guys, he is the founder of Pornhub. I didn't know if you knew that. But Pearl returns home and she hears her mother crying herself to sleep. And you can immediately tell that they have a very strained relationship. And this is all you need to tell that they're strained is she looks at her mother crying and completely ignores her and just goes to sleep. We don't need 45 minutes of them arguing. Next morning, Pearl wheels her daddy out to see Theta, Theta the Gator. (laughs) Ruth's mom shows up just in time, though, before Pearl can give her daddy a mercy killing. On the way back to the house, though, Pearl comes across a ton of Theta's eggs. So she takes one for herself and puts it in the barn. I'm thinking she's going to nurture this egg and she's going to love it and she's going to try and hatch it because she needs. You can tell Pearl needs something like that. But she doesn't. She gets this weird fucking urge and she crushes it in her bare hands all while she's having like some kind of hallucination or imagination of her husband getting home from the war. And just as she crushes this egg in her hand, he fucking explodes in her imagination. I thought that was mint. I love that. That was a good shot. Pearl tells her mom to stay in. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, Pearl tells her mom. Pearl tells her mom to go fuck herself. Uh, But mom tells Pearl now to stay in the bunkhouse because she knows what she's been doing and she doesn't want her to bring the sick back to the house and get all of them sick when they're being cautious and Pearl is being so careless by going to the movies. They have a heated argument because Pearl wants to go to the audition and her mother basically tells her you're never leaving the farm again. You're not going to this audition. And if you do go to the audition, you're going to fail because that's what failures do. Then they immediately start a slap boxing competition that sets the mom's ass on fire. No worries, though. Pearl puts her out with a hot pot of water, then drags her ass into the basement. Nobody tells Pearl what to do. Pearl doesn't even know what to do herself, so she takes off running to the movie theater. Pearl has a vivid hallucination once she gets there that she's the star of the film. But her husband, her dad, and her brutalized mother are all in the audience. She wakes up from this weird-ass dream now, and she shows us that she's committed some adulterous behavior with the projectionist. He then drives her home like the swell guy he is with his arm around her the whole time, stating that she's his lady. When they get there, she has him wait outside while Pearl goes inside and hastily cleans up the mess, and her father too, but not before doping him up on some more morphine. He puts out a cigarette while looking at the maggot-covered pig. They now head up to her bedroom for some coitus. Her new lover hears a noise and heads downstairs to check it out because he's a big burly man and he needs to protect his new lady. Pearl then blames the dog and says she had to put the dog in the basement and then runs Johnny outside to meet the barn animals. He asks, what's the dog's name? And she says they don't have a dog. And things get real awkward real fast. 
Pearl starts losing her fucking mind when Johnny tries to leave. He turns around and just as he's leaving and like makes his way to his car, she does her best to give him one last fork. You know, nothing like a good forking for the road. This was brutal. She even stomps the fork through the back of his throat. Not just like any stomp, though, like a hard stomp. Like when you're digging a hole and oh, your yeah. shovel gets stuck on a tree root and you Hit fucking a root. that bitch oh, to go through the root. Gosh. She was not messing around. Pearl now goes back inside to, you know, just kick her mother down the stairs and give her daddy a bath. Because that's what good daughters do. The whole family is dressed to kill now. They're dressed to the nine. She got a beautiful red dress on. Daddy's in a suit. Pearl kisses her daddy and then gives him the mercy killing that she's been trying to give him the whole movie. She heads back into town, but not before feeding Johnny the protectionist to Theta the Gator. Pearl now meets up with Misty in town for their auditions. Misty chickens out and makes Pearl go in first for the audition. Pearl heads inside and begins strutting with confidence in every locomotive way that you can in the 1918s that would make Waterboy's calf muscles look like they're fully flexed and glistening in sweat going up a nice flight of stairs. Thank you for Damn. that. Thank you for that layup with my calves. That was, uh, that was good. Only, only, only calves coming soon. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Senseless plug, you know? Senseless plug. Oh, only calves. Uh, how are we uh, doing, fellas? How how we digging the movie so far? Um, still slow burn, uh, sort of. Um, then to some cra- some crazy shit. Uh, with the, I don't even know where the fuck that came from. Uh, pitchfork stabbing, but clearly she is definitely psychotic. We already saw that with the mother goose. Um, I I don't even I still don't even know what what to think. What's going on here? I. It, ke- it it kept my focus for a little bit, but I'm still like, I'm still wanting more. Like, we're like almost done with this movie, and we've gotten a pitchfork kill and a goose kill, and like a senseless mother kill that happened because of a fight. So like, you want I, I more pitchfork? You're saying you want more pitchfork? More like, pitchfork? Uh, so you bro. want more cowbell? You want more, <laughs> more, more <pitchfork>. cowbell? <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't know about more you pitchfork. guys, but. In the 35 minutes that I, I just read through in the movie, hmm. there's a good 10 minutes from when the mother's ass gets set on fire to her feeding Johnny to the gators. If we could keep that pace through the movie, it's so much better. We could eliminate a lot of dialogue and turn this movie from, what was it, an hour and 45 minutes yeah. and trim it down to an hour and 20, and it would fucking slap. This is like smile. Like how how yeah. much like senseless fucking shit they pushed into this movie and just left a couple parts that are like horror yeah but and I, I fully get it because this is like i said to justin at work this tends to fall into that elevated horror and elevated horror i think relies a lot on heavy character building heavy dialogue trying to if you can sit there and fully focus on the movie trying to rope you into the movie trying to suck you in like you're reading a book but it's on the screen and it's just i think that doesn't belong in horror that's just me though no. that's 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 me well, too. yeah like if you get like yeah it relies on being sucked into the atmospheric elements of it and i've seen like like a movie like i'm obsessed with is it follows and i've seen some people say they don't like it follows at all like i've seen that one be divided and that movie like compl- i get so sucked into that i love it so much but this movie, even still now, this felt more like a like a 
slow descent into insanity, like case study, like a drama. Yeah. No, um, this is like a lifetime movie. And I just don't love dramas. I don't love like 19 or like 1918 dramas. So even throughout this, like you said, there was a, some a few parts that are cool, but it was so dragging to get to that. Like I felt like this movie had like 25 minutes of just unnecessary, like slow crap that I could have taken out of. And that's all oh, I was easily, gonna say. Easily, easily could have taken all that crap out. And just yeah. like you said, it follows where a lot of people think that movie drags out. Guys, I was I was one of them. I will raise my hand. Talking about that movie and breaking it down and how extreme that movie can get and the different points of view. I changed my rating fucking mid episode with you guys. Yeah. Yep. But all right. Waterboy. <clears throat> Take us home. <clears throat> yeah. Get on that treadmill and let's go. <laughs> all right. So she starts walking out on stage like, yeah, I'm about to own this shit. And uh, credits. Start- <laughs> all right. See you next week. <laughs> all right. Bright a Chucky. Starts the routine with uh, which transitions into an all out dance uh, spectacle in her mind with the war and extra dancers joining in and even throws a few kisses to the crowd after. And while still in the Creed arms wide open pose, she gets a hard no from the judges looking for somebody. Hardy me. (laughs) They're looking for somebody younger, blonde with that X factor. Uh, initiate freakout mode uh, level telling your kids know that they can't have that we arrive back home with Mitzi and that pig is still there sitting outside pretty pissed off Mitzi trying to comfort her about it only being a church group Mitzi asks her just to let out what's troubling her with Howard and just to you know if she never told him what's going on with her cue the longest still shot of an explanation over psychotic and murderous tendencies ever that surpasses any scientific subject that you will ever listen to explaining. And then even admitting Justin, Waterboy is going to go through this word by word. So if you need to pee, now's the time. Yeah, I do that scene. I would kept saying, will you someone interrupt her? For the love of God, say something. Nobody talks that long in a row without being interrupted. No. I was like, just get up and run away, please. I found myself staring at the ceiling. I'd rather watch paint dry. I hated that monologue so much. It was so bad. Oh God! Even I'm just saying, it was at this point in the movie I ordered DoorDash. Oh, and it still got there before she finished talking. (laughs) (laughs) Even admitting that she had been pregnant and was happy that the baby had died, Mitzi's like, "Uh, "I missed that." Uh, like, yeah, I got, I gotta go. Mama wants me home. Are you frightening me? You think I'm sick? Pearl admits that she's happy. That get the rest the of your recap in that episode, Mitzi tries denying that she didn't get the part, and with a little bit of comfort from Pearl, she then admits that she didn't get the part, and it's going to be a swell da- and it's going to be pretty swell dancing around the state, and she wants to know if you know she's welcome to come. She'd like to have her there. Um, Pearl saying she always gets whatever she wants, more younger and blonde, and asks if she's not going to say anything, is she? Mitzi walks out with the sigh of relief, which is short-lived, because Pearl comes outside and grabs that damn axe and starts <laughs> leisurely going towards her. And then with three whacks in the back, Mitzi, uh, she she goes there and says, not about what I want anymore, Mitzi. It's about using the best what I have. And then we get back home into the basement. She puts her mama's arms around her as we hear a German lullaby over some crazy scenes as she begins to dismember Mitzi and feed it to the gator. 
They even see in her head in the gator's mouth. Table set, though. She brings her dead mom and her dead dad to the table and not letting that rotten pig go to waste. We get a cut to Howard getting off that, you know, getting off that truck there, finally getting home from the war. Howard walks in and sees the place with their parents and, you know, Pearl saying, Howard, I'm so happy you're home. With a smile, which transitions to a crazy smile, and a psychotic smile that goes on for two minutes before the credits fade to black. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I'm just saying that smile at the end, that was impressive. That was. That gotta, the, gotta, the, the, the slow, like happier home into just full descent into fucking madness. That Complete was impressive. Madness. That shows that wow. Acting. Yeah. That well, wasn't just, just a, a fake smile that, that crushed it. She just kept smiling and he like didn't stop recording that. Do you do yeah. you read that? She just like smiled for like I forget it was like a minute and thirty-eight seconds of insanity or something. She literally just kept on holding yeah. it and they just the, kept the tears were real. Like those, those, yeah, those tears were from, from her holding like she's starting to hurt. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wild. Oh yeah, why seven two oh three. On, right, the, on the bottom corner of each of our pitches, it's got our names. And Justin's is just a three four seven two oh three. He's just another number. Just a number. I'm easily replaceable. All right. So, um, yeah, I didn't like this movie. It was slow. I thought it was straight up boring at times. Uh, I thought Mia Goth had a solid performance. I just felt like there was like more, like I said, or just a drama, like um, with some horror elements. And I thought it was visually uh, beautiful, beautiful shot. I applaud Ty West for something bold and taking a big risk. Uh, it's different. Um, it's always good to take risks. So you don't always have the same kind of movies. And so I guess I could get how some people could like this movie, at least in the third act, some shit finally happened, but it just, it wasn't for me. Um, I tried being open-minded. I really did. Well, I didn't even know, but uh, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the characters. I didn't really care about anything that's going on. Uh, I didn't love all the dialogue. This movie did not suck me into its atmosphere. Um, I did not like it. So yeah, that's what I got. I tried. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll piggyback off that same thing about the filmography and like the just the scenery and just how they how everything was shot. Um, excellent job there. The dialogue, just dialogue after th- it's it's very boring. I mean, yeah, a lot of people do like like this type of movie. Um, it's one of those movies that like a, a horror movies. We never really get like awards and stuff like that. But I could see this one getting an award for this type of thing just because it isn't a typical horror movie even what's psychological horror it's this doesn't even scratch the surface of like how how boring this was to me this is just awful awful i i i never want to watch this again and i'm not even sure if i want to watch the no you know scratch i i don't want to watch the other two movies at all i I, after 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 seeing this i I don't think I want to give it a chance because I, I felt like I wasted an hour and 47 minutes for for dismemberment scene that lasted five seconds. And it was just, it was, I, I, I can't, I can't. Just on, on some scene by scene, uh, I'd almost feel bad for like Pearl's heartbreak at the end of the audition, but she's fucking nuts. And do you guys feel like where the judge says they want someone blonde and more American? 
uh, when she asked why she didn't get picked, do you think it would have had like a different effect on the movie had Misty not like pussied out and swapped places with her and gone in first and gotten apart and Pearl never really had to audition? Do you think like her crazy fucking let me murder everyone I love uh, like would have escalated the way it did or do you think it would have turned out differently? I think, it escal- I think it Could- probably would have escalated more knowing that she got the part right before she even went in. Yeah. She would have probably killed Mitzi right there. I was going to say, she probably would have just killed that one right yeah. there. Like, That's right, what I mean. Like, like, do you think it would have yeah. turned out differently? Like, yeah, it probably would have been some same kind of insanity. It just would have probably just been a different place. That would have been that would have been even better if she would have went in first, got the part. She came out, got it. She something cracked in her head. She started yeah, going just crazy. Everyone and went on right a killing spree there. right there, chopping everyone up right there. The yeah. judges and everybody. Yeah, yeah. we, really we could have moved that if that is how it turned out. We could have moved that scene. 20 minutes earlier and then just had an extra 35 minutes of her going nuts on the entire town. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you guys felt this way or if you found it in fun facts, because I actually did not look up fun facts because I was slacking. Um, I'm starting. I, I felt like through this whole movie that roasted pig, the more and more her mental health decayed, the more and more that pig decayed. I don't know <laughs> if that was some kind of symbolism, but I if do it was, think I, I love it. I do think because that that would be that would definitely be Ty Ty West's like trying to hint at that because it would always you would keep seeing the shots of the pig. Yeah. So it's and that kind of mirrors what I said, how this felt like just more of a like case study drama of like a slow descent into insanity. So mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely. Yeah. All right. I'll jump right into my rating. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. This was not at all what I was signing up for to watch Waterboy. This was a very strange way of showing a slow descent into madness, but all the signs were there from the jump. They were very well hidden. Um, Something as small as like the abuse and the strain from her parents between her mother and having to take care of her father, the killing of small animals to help her feel something, the faking of happy emotions at a second's notice. This movie was like one of a kind that I've seen anyways. And I think we could both agree uh, that I was expecting a love esque horror movie with the serial killer. And instead I got a movie about a girl who's on the edge of a psychotic break that just wants to be loved. This movie met my expectation rating, but in a completely different way, I'd give it a solid seven, but if I would have rated off of what I thought I was going in to watch, I'd give it like a four, maybe a four and a half. But Mia Goth absolutely takes the role of Pearl to a place that not many actors and actresses can go to. I think she crushed it. I think everything around this movie was great. Uh, the way they chose like the, the font for the credits, the opening scenes, the way it was shot, the way it was set, the way they used the dialogue. All that stuff was great. The scores, the acting, the whole nine yards. I'm actually looking forward to seeing the rest of these movies. X, Max, Maxine, uh, Last Night in Soho. Maybe I'll make you guys watch it. Maybe I won't. But like I said, I have two ratings. Uh, 4.5 is what I thought I was I, uh, uh, for a movie that I thought I was going to watch and a seven for what I actually watched. All right. Well, um, I'm I'm going to give this movie uh, a, a, a solid 2.7. Um, I. Did we just become best friends? Justin, you got a 2.7, don't I, you? I, I'll, I'll let him continue. I 
I don't ever want to be put through this again. Um, I, I think me picking this movie and then me having to watch it is, I think, getting myself back for having you put you guys through movies that that I liked and that you guys completely hated. Um, I, I th- no words can describe. I award <laughs> zero points, and may God have mercy on this movie soul. He's so trying. He literally looks like he's just gonna log off. All right, so I originally had a two point seven, but uh, I raised it up to a three point seven just for like the the creativity and the the boldness of the visualness, um, like how it was shot and just the big risk he took. But nothing in this movie worked for me. I didn't even. I just don't think it was even interesting. Like a pearl, like I care less about her. I never want to see that character ever again. I, nothing in this movie like i get like the bold choice and stuff and it's really cool and i could see how people could fall into this atmosphere but i didn't care about her didn't care about any single thing in this movie nothing in this movie worked for me like i've never cared about a main character less in my whole entire life so i uh i give this a 3.7 and i'm i rented this movie so that i could watch it on the tv with the wife and i'm actually writing a complaint so that i can try to get my seven dollars back I actually, when Justin gave me money to send to you for like the Zoom meetings, he literally goes, and I bet you Waterboy is not going to give my fucking money back for having to rent this goddamn movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God. But Justin, oh. dude, I, I completely piggyback off that. I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. Yeah, it's just like. And like I said, my 4.5 rating is what I thought Waterboy was giving us to watch. Yeah. My seven was, all right, I sat down, I cooled off, and then I watched it for what it was. And I tried to grade it off the acting, the scores, the film, like all that stuff. That's why I gave it a seven. But in my heart, 4.5, because I thought I was getting something. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I was surprised you gave it a seven. And that's the thing, like, I get horror so subjective. So if, like, I met a horror fan and they're like, I like Pearl, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like, that's, like... Everyone likes. I also don't movies. have ADHD, DHD, H A, yeah, like you guys do. So I think I could sit down and tolerate a slow burn a little more than yeah. you guys. And don't know, I've watched slow burns that I have liked because I've been actually like intrigued. Even though sometimes they frustrate me, I'm like, oh, I get to the point. Yeah. But I, you got one them. in your hood right there. That's yeah. the fucking king of slow burns. Other side, yeah, yeah, I'm saying word. Exactly. Hello, Clarice. Sorry. All right, what the hell's happening? All right, yeah. All right, let them know. All right, let them know what we're doing next week. Next week, Hackstab Slash, we are following it up with another movie that will be released on our one year anniversary. So, happy anniversary, gentlemen. Uh, We are watching a Justin film, and Justin probably has no idea what he picked. So, he's panicking right now because I'm going to make him tell us. But while he's looking up a movie, please give us like a five star rating and help us grow a show. Um, not in that way. I'm not trying to be, you know, sexual with it, but if you could toss that D in the subscribe on YouTube, that would be fantastic. Uh, if you listen on Apple, Spotify, anything like that, like that, I said, uh, you know, just drop a review, help us grow the show. That would mean the world to us. Uh, we love hanging out with you guys each and every week. I'm starting to run out of shit to say. So, you know, come chat with us on Facebook, Twitter, X, whatever the hell it's called. I do this every episode. Uh, Instagram, threads, TikTok. I'm running out of stuff. Justin, help me out, brother. All right, uh, all right, guys, pick a number. Pick a number between one and three. Two. 
oh shit, this is only the number, isn't it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, can we all right? Number two <laughs> on my list is he saves the evil dead. I'm such an idiot. I didn't mean to say is it like it that. Return of the Living Dead 3? No, Jennifer's body. Oh I so I wrote Bloody Valentine. All right, so my three movies were my Bloody Valentine, Jennifer's Body, three. and Return of the Living Dead 3. But I just realized I said pick one between one and three. And as you can see, uh, Jennifer's Body is number two. So uh, we're watching Jennifer's Body. Uh, <laughs> okay. You heard it here first. Oh. Wow, what's happening? Uh, bye. What are you do? Oh, he's purling us. <laughs> oh, purling us. Don't purl us. Okay. That sounded so sexual. Please. Cut all this. <laughs> I'm leaving it uh, in. Justin <laughs> Lex. Justin Lex. Justin no, Lex. Necklace. Please, no. That's just disgusting. <laughs> I met him 15 years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left. No reason. No uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. This place is evil, sometimes. Two of my men pulled you out of the lake. We thought you were dead, too. Do you remember very much? Boy. Is he dead, too? Who? The boy, Jason. 